0: Welcome to The Future Belongs to Creators. I'm your host, Barrett Brooks. I'm the COO at ConvertKit. My co-host is our CEO, Nathan Berry. We're on a mission to help creators earn a living. And this is a show about turning anxious energy into creative output during times of uncertainty. All right, welcome to episode, I had to check, episode 33 of The Future Belongs to Creators. Going to talk today about how to deal with hate and unwanted unwanted attention as a creator. I'm joined today by the wonderful Charlie Prangley. Charlie, thanks for hanging out today.
1: No problem. Thanks for having me.
0: Um, so we'll intro you and all that in a second, but uh, let's start with a little red, yellow, green check-in. How, okay. how are you doing today? It's evening for you.
1: It is So I'm based in Spain, and if anyone can hear some like commotion in the background, it's because every night at 9 o'clock lately, people have been going out on their balconies with pots and pans and like protesting the way the government has handled the quarantine. So apologies. Can't do anything about it. I can't hear it,
0: Um, but you seem to say that it's quite loud.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've kind of gotten used to it by now. Um, But to actually answer your question, uh, I feel like I'm yellow today. It's been one of those unfocused... Like low motivation weeks, it seems to be coming in waves um, during this quarantine. I saw someone tweet about this about how it's like this cycle of uh, like some grief, some frustration, lack of motivation. Then you like solve that through creativity and doing things, and then you get super inspired, and eventually you like come down the other side again and go in a loop. So yeah, I'm um, I'm on the on the downside at the moment, unfortunately.
0: Yeah, and I think that's why we. Do these check ins and remind Mm -hmm. people, you know, everyone listening to do the check in as well, because that awareness is kind of the first thing of like, okay, why do I feel this way? What first, what do I feel? Why do I feel that? I'd say that I'm green, yellow, somewhere in there. I think I'm at the stage where I'm like, I should be green, but I feel yellow and I haven't yet done the check in to feel exactly or to figure out exactly why. So maybe after this episode, I'll figure that out. Or we could turn this whole episode into a therapy session but we're not going to because that's not what I signed up for. <laughs> Charlie's <laughs> like, I'm out. I'm out. Uh, I have uh, Netflix to watch. Um, okay. Before we dive into our topic, probably the most useful, most helpful thing to get off on a good start would be for people to understand a little bit about your background. Oh, I can totally hear like, maybe a, l- is the banging going now?
1: Yep. The banging's still going. It'll probably be going for the next 10 minutes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I can hear just the tiniest bit of it. Oh man. That's uh you know, we're just bringing some world culture uh, to yeah. everyone. Just giving
1: you a little perspective of the quarantine in Spain.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good. Um, so maybe why don't you tell people a little bit about, of your background and, uh, you know, where you're at as a creator and what you're up to.
1: Yeah. So, um, if you don't know me, then, uh, I'm Charlie, I'm a designer and I actually work at ConvertKit. I'm the marketing design lead at ConvertKit. Uh, but on the side, I'm also a creator. So I have a podcast, I have a YouTube channel. Um, I write a blog and all of it's about design cause I'm very like just obsessed with design basically. Yeah. I've been doing YouTube videos for almost, well, it's been like six and a half years now that I've been on it's YouTube making videos. Yeah, it is a long time. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's like my main thing that I focus on really on the side is the YouTube channel. I love making videos and just sharing, yeah, thoughts about design, sharing vlogs from life as a designer, that sort of thing.
0: And you've lived all over the world, originally from New Zealand.
1: hmm That's what the accent is.
0: Spent <laughs> uh, time growing up around the world, but then also uh, living in London and now mm-hmm. in Spain.
1: Yeah, now in Spain in the lovely sunny Valencia.
0: Nice. Yeah, you picked a, a nice warm place to be stuck for yes. quarantine.
1: Absolutely. And a nice big apartment too. I'm like just so thankful that we made this move and I'm not in a the tiny London flat we're in before. You yeah. Know, we've got this lovely outdoor space and, you know, enough room.
0: Yeah, that's good. So we met four years ago? How, three yeah. years ago?
1: No, of- it's over three. I've been at ConvertKit for three and a half years almost, so, so it must have been four years ago. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Because we, we met, we were both speaking at our good friend Sean McCabe's conference. So we were both speaking there. That's how we got to know each other. I asked you a bunch of YouTube questions and then I've recruited you to come join the team at ConvertKit and you were <laughs> kind enough to <laughs> oblige and agree to that. So I guess that's that's plenty of background. People understand uh, where we're at. Since you're not going to brag about yourself as far as numbers or that kind of thing, I will. You've got... Okay, you can do that. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's better. It's better that way, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I haven't pulled up your channel, you know, in the last week or so to check, but you have over 150,000 subscribers on, uh, or followers on YouTube. Um, and that comes with a lot of attention in all forms, particularly, yes. uh, YouTube comments actually maybe correct, correct me if this is wrong. YouTube comments have always had this reputation for being the worst comments on the entire internet, probably. Right. I feel they like that's gotten a done. little bit better lately. Is it?
1: I think so too. Um, at least for me, uh, that's true for the most part that I'm it's overwhelmingly going to be more positive than negative. But I think, uh, what happens with negative comments is it's kind of like one negative comment needs at least five positive ones to start to like equal it or outweigh it. So I was going to say yeah. 10.
0: That was what in yeah. that sense, I was like, eh, it's <laughs> 10 to one, 10 to one ratio.
1: Yeah. That's probably a little bit, a little bit more accurate. Um, yeah, and I think it depends on, there's different like pockets of YouTube that can be more toxic than others um, in terms of the comment section. If we want to just get straight into it, I'll yeah. say that for my videos, I, I generally I generally have a lovely audience and everyone's very positive and, and you know, inspiring, motivating. Um, whenever I make videos talking about hardware, like tech hardware, computers, okay. laptops, that sort of thing, or when I make videos talking about code, that is when the like negative comments and the hate starts to come in for me. Um, people are telling me that I don't know what I'm talking about, and yeah, that's the videos that tend to attract to that sort of comment, which is interesting. Um, and I don't know exactly what, like, why, but right, that's that's what I sad. think.
0: So, one thing that I just realized is when I put videos up of projects that I've built, when I get comments, is when people so this would be a totally different space, right? In woodworking where I'm building a tiny house or mm-hmm. uh, another woodworking project. If I have shots in there of me making something, people will like criticize my technique of, right. that's not how you do it. Or yes. uh, oh, what was one? No, this didn't happen to me, but another woodworker I know like was doing something and he'd taken his safety glasses off and there's like 25 comments about that. He was like, no, I was wearing the glasses for th-, or whatever, you know? <laughs> and so it's when people are like, aha, I caught you. Or, like, yes. if you're doing, if you filmed yourself doing a workout and someone's like, oh, that's bad form. And you're like, okay. You know, with, with code, there's 10 ways to do something. And sure, right. we could argue all day about which one is more correct. Some are more correct than others, but, you know, <laughs> five or six of them are probably c- completely valid uh, ways of doing it. And people get into this where they're like, really want to correct you and and dive into it. Yeah. Yeah. What are are your thoughts there?
1: Well, I think that um, honestly, if I had started talking about design on YouTube and sharing my process, because that's what I do mostly in my videos for anyone who hasn't seen them is I'm sharing the things I'm working on. Um, I'm not like creating a project to use in a tutorial. I'm literally sharing the, the actual work I'm doing at ConvertKit. And I think being so open about that process has obviously opened me up to people coming in and telling me that I'm doing things wrong. Um, and if I was earlier in my career, I don't think I would have be able to handle that very well. Like I would have felt like, oh, people are telling me I'm wrong. Maybe I am wrong. And, you know, but I'm, I'm pretty confident in my skills as a designer now. So I can sort of take that on the chin and be like, no, we just have a different process. Like, right. you know, there's not a right or wrong way to do, to design a website. It's whatever works for you. but. Definitely earlier in my career, couldn't have done that.
0: Yeah. So if we're talking to someone who's jumping in and they're like, okay, I'm Mm -hmm. learning, maybe I'm relatively new to development or design or any of these skills, and I want to work in public, you know, they've been listening (laughs) to us talk about that as a company for the last however many years, Um, and they're venturing down that road and they're realizing that there's going to be this hate, this toxic comments, you know, the mansplainers, the everything else coming in of people telling us you're doing it wrong. What what advice would you give to them? Because they're about to embark on something that is a bit scary.
1: Yeah, I think that honestly, being prepared for it can help. Um, Knowing that, like you know, taking some time to reflect inwards and be like, okay, I I know my own skills, and reminding yourself of that when these comments do come in, because it can be hard sometimes. The the like one hate comment that I still think about today. And I don't even want to bring it up because I don't want to give the person any credit. I don't know. I can't remember their name or anything, but basically their comment was about my design skills and saying that, um, I don't deserve to have this audience and I'm not even a good designer. Like why am I teaching others when I'm so shit and all that? Oh, I don't know if you swear on this podcast, but we can bleep it out. The book <laughs> title
0: that I'm going to reference as a resource includes swearing. So, okay,
1: <laughs> good. Um, that, that did get to me and did get under my skin a bit. Um, but I think the most important thing to remember is that this person doesn't know you and they don't Mm -hmm. know your background and they, they only know like what they saw in this video and guess what? They probably didn't even watch the whole video or read the whole blog post or whatever it is they're commenting on. Um, they're in a combative mind mindset and they're wanting to hate on someone basically to make themselves feel better. And, um, I don't, I don't personally believe that just ignore it is very good advice because I think it's really hard to follow. And we all know that's what we're supposed to do. But it's really hard to see a negative comment that attacks your intelligence mm-hmm. and just move on past it. You know, we're, we're humans. And I think that recognizing that it's going to be something that you, you're going to deal with and that you might struggle with is important. I've personally found that having other creators to talk to has been a huge help. So whenever I get a negative comment, being able to screenshot it and like just rant to a friend about it really does help to just like get it out there. Um, Cause you don't want to feed the trolls and reply to the hater, but you know, you don't want to, you want to acknowledge what you've just thought and processed when you read it as well.
0: Right. I think another thing that's helpful to keep in mind and that I always try to remind myself of when I get that comment, I'm like so mad about it. And then I realize this says more about you than it says about me Mm -hmm. or um, people tend to be basically projecting what's going on in their own life or their own insecurities. And like, I have yet to see a super talented designer who I just really admire and respect the quality of their work. Forget who they are as a person, but we are just like, wow, they are such a talented designer. And see them going around and dribble YouTube comments and Twitter and be like, wow, Charlie, that's really, really terrible design. Have you you considered, you know, finding a new career, say, at Starbucks (laughs) or I don't know, you know, like it doesn't happen. The people who are going around and and criticizing are usually the ones who either don't have the skill and experience themselves or they feel feel really insecure about their own work or even probably who they are as a person. And so they're finding some of that validation in uh, tearing you down rather than trying to level up their own abilities.
1: Definitely, and I think everyone's a critic and the internet can make it feel like it's not a real person on the other end of a comment. Mm -hmm. There's been some times that I have replied to a, like, not some of the truly terrible comments, I just like to delete them straight away. But, you know, one, sometimes I feel a bit sassy and I just wanna, you know, wanna get into it with someone and I'll reply (laughs) and the response will often be, oh, I didn't think you'd see this. right? (laughs) And they'll feel like embarrassed that they even said that. Um, But another thing that's helped me that I want to share is having a, I have a folder in Dropbox called nice comments. And every (laughs) time there's like a particularly good comment that like just makes me feel like, oh, this is why I do this. Whether it's an email, YouTube blog, whatever tweet, um, I screenshot and I save it in there. And that's like a nice little, it's my happy place to go look at when I'm wanting a reminder why I am doing this, you know, right. if I've just published a, a hardware video and everyone's hating on me about my laptop choice, going into this folder and reading all the, about all the people I've helped and all the you know nice things people have said, like helps right. remind me that the haters might be the loudest bunch right now, but they're the small minority of people who are seeing my content.
0: Yeah. I can definitely understand the, the desire to reply and all of that. I, may have a little bit of a reputation inside of our company for
1: feeding the trolls.
0: Sometimes (laughs) we were getting trolled by somebody nonstop about trying to get a job. And I finally just told them like, okay, you're hired. Then they went around telling everyone that they now work to ConvertKit. And so Elizabeth. And so
1: maybe you shouldn't have done that. (laughs) So maybe I shouldn't have done that.
0: So don't feed the trolls is what we're trying to say. Do as we say, not as we do. Not as we do. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Um,
0: But I think that uh, as Emily calls out in the chat, the, the warm fuzzies folder of the
1: yes. you know, keeping
0: a, a a bank of those 10 nice comments to outweigh that one um is really, really good. Yeah, Barrett's calling out that sometimes feeding the trolls is fun. But there's a whole other category, right? This is the uh we've been talking about the negative, hateful comments or that that <laughs> kind of thing. You get that, I get that. That's just part of being a creator, and you have to like okay. As I go into this, I know to expect that it's still going to hurt, it's still going to suck, but I know to expect it, and I know to line up some friends turn to when I feel like oh maybe I am terrible at this. But there's this other category that you get that I don't get at all, and that would be the should we call it the unwanted attention category.
1: I think that's a great way to describe it. Yeah, the unwanted attention. Because obviously as a creator, you want attention, right? but not all sorts of attention.
0: So you're saying that not all attention is created equal.
1: <laughs> yes, that is exactly <laughs> what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> and maybe that, uh, well, how do you say this? Intention matters with the attention that you're getting. And I think yep. a lot of, um, and this came up even last week, where maybe if you want to share that, that example, or probably one of the other hundred examples like it that you have of getting this attention, particularly as a female creator, and maybe talk more about that uh, and your experience there.
1: Yeah. So I can't honestly even remember the exact like thing that happened last week that we're talking about, but um, that's because it's, it's very common. um, And so I like, don't keep space in my mind for any specific comment, but basically as a woman online, you get a lot of people commenting on your appearance and giving compliments, which I'm saying in quote marks for people who are listening to the audio feed. Um, Because even like someone commenting on a video where I've just spent like uh, 16 minutes teaching you how to use Figma and their comment is, oh, you're so beautiful. We should get in, we should talk, we should get in touch. I'd like to get to know you more. Like that's not a compliment to me, you know, like it's framed as one. You could see it as that. I personally don't. And a lot of the other um, women creators that I know don't either, because basically what that's saying is you just watched me teach. In this video, I'm like, you know, trying to share my skills, share my knowledge. And all you got from it was you liked looking at me. Mm-hmm. And that just makes me feel so creeped out. And like, honestly, I think that's why like we, you know, women are afraid to put themselves out there online because we're afraid of getting that sort of attention. And it just feels gross to think about basically. Um, but again, that's something that that we expect and we right. come to get used to dealing with.
0: So I think the, the first thing, if we can just spread this message to uh, all listeners, but particularly the male listeners, just because you string together a series of words and each word is positive, does not mean that the whole collective thing counts as a compliment or is right. wanted in any way.
1: Right. I would say in general, it's great to just refrain from commenting about women's appearance. hmm online when she's someone that you don't know and when it's not going to add anything to a conversation. Um, and especially when I read these comments and I'm thinking, what are they hoping to get out of this? Right. Like what, honestly, what do you expect my response to be? Do you expect me to read that and think, yes, let's fall in love and get married? <laughs> like,
0: what? well, at least start I, with a date, you know, that, you, know <laughs> yeah. like, you know what, actually here, let's go get coffee this weekend. Let's like- try
1: it. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, it just baffles me that that's um, what people think is appropriate to comment. And I don't, like, when I say this, I'm. it's, like, hard to talk about because I don't want people to be put off saying nice things to other right. people and then people can start worrying about where is this line, you know. Um, but I would say in general, don't comment on things that the person hasn't, like, outwardly made an effort or, like, you know, it's, it's not a skill they've developed, like, can't help, my face is my face, you know, <laughs> I, I didn't do anything. <laughs> this is just what it looks like. Uh, and so it doesn't feel good to be complimented on it because. It shows me that all you value in me is my looks, and that's just not right. nice.
0: So, things that would be totally okay to to if you if you're watching a video and you want mm-hmm. to compliment someone in it, probably the yeah. fir- first place to start it would be to think, okay, what is the intention of this video? And you know, this video is 16 minutes on how to learn to like learn to use Figma as a designer. Mm-hmm. So, a great compliment would be, "Wow, Charlie." That was really helpful in my journey to learn Figma. Thank you for spending the time to create this.
1: Yeah, exactly. Or, <laughs> you know, I love the lighting that you used. There's, that was a great introduction. Like there's just so right. many things that if you wanted to truly wanted to say something nice. Um, so I don't think you need to be afraid of saying the wrong thing here. Just, yeah, look at um, what, what the intention was of the video, like you said. Yeah. And
0: I think, you know, noticing effort. So for example, if you've been following someone for quite a while and you notice that they upgraded their lighting or they notice you notice that they nailed that shot or they got a new microphone, whatever that is, then you're like, oh, I noticed that effort went into the video. Like, that's great. And I'm yeah. looking forward to that level of quality going forward.
1: Yeah, exactly. But it would be that would be really refreshing to get <laughs> that sort of <laughs> comment instead. Um something that I, I like I do with these types of comments, um, that I've had so many people tell me not to do this, but it's like my coping me- mechanism for dealing with this is to screenshot it and share it on Twitter, mm-hmm. not blanking out names or anything like that, just full on sharing the thing. And I like, in doing that, I'm sort of like, it's a problem shared, problem halved sort of thing where I'm right. not just sitting by myself thinking, ooh, this feels creepy, is this creepy? Am I overreacting? Because this woman, we often tell ourselves we're overreacting when our guts are saying this is bad. Um, so we need, we need to listen to our guts. But yeah, in sharing it I think I'm also highlighting the problem more. I've had a lot of the like the wonderful men in my life who would never leave a comment like this for anyone else, never leave a marriage proposal in an Instagram DM, you know, to a woman they follow, but they didn't realize how bad this issue was, right. you know? Um and so by sharing it I'm getting it out there and then they can be looking out for me as well and calling things out when they see things that are wrong. Uh, that comment, the moment we're talking about you, you'd stepped in and said, Hey, this is not like the right way to talk to someone. And like, honestly, unfortunately, sometimes it takes hearing it from another man for someone to actually listen. So it is really helpful when that happens. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. And I think sharing with more people, I also fully agree with the, the full screenshot, not blanking it out. Cool. <laughs> when I get when I get things in my email inbox, sometimes I'll blank it out because it's like, okay, that was a one to one communication, right? Maybe if I'm feeling generous, but I do believe that, like, hey, sometimes of like this is this is not okay. Um, it, you know, another example. Talking about this is really helpful because I feel like a few years ago I was in the same position of just being like, yeah, there's a lot of hateful comments on the web. And not realizing the other side of there's this, all this mm-hmm. unwanted attention. And Josiah mentioned something in the in the chat about he didn't realize how bad it was until he started running a video ad that had a woman in it for one right. of their clients. And then he sees all the you know all the creepy comments there, and he's like, "Wait, what?" And I think that's an experience that I had where you know for. Uh, you and Angel and Issa and all these incredible women that work at ConvertKit in a public-facing role. And you see the webinars and the YouTube videos and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, oh, wow. And then you get the answer from other, like, you you bring it up, talk about it as a team. And they're like, "Uh, yeah, that's what, that's the world that we go into as a creator.
1: Right. Yeah. And that's what we have to deal with in order to make content online and to share our ideas and to work in public. We sort of have to accept that this side of it's going to happen as well.
0: Right. Yeah. So, on. The, I mean, we had some more general advice for what to do there. Is there anything else that, that comes to mind as far as how you would, you know, as you're coming in, right? You're. <laughs> I, I think of it like you're about to go on this journey of becoming a creator in a public sense. Maybe you've had this skill for quite a while that you've been cultivating, whether it's art or music or design or anything else. And you're about to step out, like open this door and step through it. And you're like taking this breath of like, okay, here we go. And you know that this adversity is coming. Are there any other tips on on dealing with the unwanted attention or just how to frame that mindset as you step into it?
1: I would say use the block button liberally. (laughs) It's like, it's there to be used. Um, Like free speech is a thing that we have. You know, everyone's entitled to their own opinion to say what they like, but they're not entitled to say it in your space on the internet Mm -hmm. and you do not have to listen to them. So I have like a, I like to say a zero tolerance policy for creeps. Every time there's a comment that makes me feel gross, that just feels off to me, feels creepy, I don't want to give that person a chance to like get to me again. So I block them instantly. Um, I use the hide user from channel button on YouTube, the block button on Twitter. Those are the main places that I usually get stuff. I think that that needs to be encouraged more. I think we're sometimes a little afraid of blocking. It feels really extreme and like we're trying to build an audience, right? So why are we hiding ourselves and like getting rid of a number when, you know, that's what we're trying to do. But um, yeah, you got to protect your own mental health with it all. And uh, you want to build your audience of the right people. And so I am absolutely not afraid to block people. I have hundreds and hundreds of Twitter accounts that I've blocked. (laughs) Um, I even like to do pre-blocking. So if I see someone being creepy or being rude to another creator that I follow, I'll go ahead and block them straight away before they have a chance to get to me.
0: (laughs) You see it coming. <laughs> it's like the yep. forest fire burning over the ridge, and you're like, you know, I think we're gonna we're gonna build a little firebreak right, right now. Yet. Yep, <laughs> that's interesting. I I hadn't thought about that, but you definitely see it. Um, and then I think what what you said of there's this category with the unwanted attention where people, I, I guess, there's the really creepy side, and then there's yep. the side where someone's like, you know, when they get called out on it, they're going to be like, I don't understand. All the Mm -hmm. words that I said were a compliment. And so I think that's for other people stepping in so that you don't have the burden as the creator of like explaining to every person, actually, when you compliment my appearance in this way, it comes across really creepy. You know, that's where other people can come in and say, hey, that's not okay. Um, Like, in you know, I think I jumped in on that one. Dan Petty jumped in on that one. and, And yeah, he was nice about it. He was just like, hey, this isn't okay. You should delete this comment, you know? And just- I think we're often saying, or when someone says something creepy, we're like putting the burden on the creator as mm-hmm. a tendency to be like, oh, well, why don't you just educate that audience member that that was creepy and then they'll not do it again. And uh, that's just a never-ending battle. Like yeah. as the creator, you should use the block button. But as a fellow audience member, I would say, feel free to step in and be like, that's not okay. Here's why I changed the behavior. And you can like... If we can gradually crowdsource the, the education. Exact on that side response, of things, yeah. Yeah, then I think that'll work well. And just say, make sure that the creator knows, use the block button and the audience members know that they can can go through and, and reply. Because I know the ones that I've had, it. we actually, this is on a different topic, but in the ConvertKit Facebook group, we had a series of people complaining about ConvertKit and everything that was wrong with it and stuff like that. And it was just... I got tagged in the thread on a Sunday morning. It was the weekend, you know, and then like dragged into it. And then like half a dozen or more uh, additional creators jumped in and said, you know, after I had responded of like, okay, we'll try to track down the issue. What's your ticket? All of that. And a bunch of people jumped in after that and said, this is why I love ConvertKit. The tool is fantastic. And this thread that went from turning really negative went like more positive than I could have ever hoped for because like, my people came out and said, "Yeah, you know, and they supported that. And so I think that, you know, we can all do the same thing for the creators that we care about.
1: Absolutely. I think this again comes down to community in like having people who you can rely on, what you can rant to about this stuff, who can step in for you when, you know, you're not wanting to deal with that yourself, which, you know, is absolutely fair and that happens. Um, but also we as consumers on the internet, as well as creators, we can be making it a better place um, as well. So like taking the time to leave a positive comment can help more than you know, because you don't know if the previous three comments that creator has read were negative ones. And then your positive one might be what helps to start turn them around. And so I always like to comment on content that I enjoy because I know how much I appreciate it as a creator. So I think we've kind of got to, if that's what we want to receive as creators, we've kind of got to put that out there into the internet as well.
0: I like that and realizing that clicking the like button you know, on Instagram or, um, YouTube or whatever is like a certain amount of, you know, we're like, cool, people like that, but a comment means so, so much more. So whenever you're scrolling through and you come across content that you love, then definitely leave a comment because as creators, we use that as fuel and it's like, okay, this is reaching people. This is having an impact. And then the other thing is when you come across that content or that negative comment, then just realize, okay. I got to get my friends together because we now need 10 positive comments to counteract this one negative one. And, you know, I love Charlie and her work and I want to make sure she keeps doing it. And so let's make sure that that happens, you know? And so for whoever that creator is, I know that the people who have been doing it for a long time have this thick skin that they've been working on developing. Uh, And so they will still hundred percent appreciate your help and support, but it's those new creators where if you see that YouTube video with, say 200 views and a negative comment like that creator could use them in your corner could use you in their corner
1: absolutely and that's where i think the just ignore advice isn't always super helpful for new creators because it's so hard to ignore so you can gently encourage that but we all know that anyway we all know we should ignore it but the best thing you can do is like you said go in and put positivity in to counteract that negativity they've received
0: Yep. I love it. Well, that's a good place to uh, transition. Let's go to, I, I'm not going to do music. Barrett's, uh, it would just it would dishonor Barrett to not, or uh, to try to recreate his uh, creator of the day transition. <laughs> so we'll just go to that. Charlie, who do you have for us as a creator of the day?
1: I have for us today, and shall I share my screen? That's what you do, right? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Um. Let's see. So this is Patricia Bright. And she has a YouTube channel called The Break Platform. She's actually like a lifestyle influencer, vlogger, fashion type person. um, And is now making this channel all about finances and money advice. And I just think it's so awesome. And she is incredibly smart. I watched a really great budgeting video of hers the other day. So she's got loads of great content on there just for finances and um, yeah, budgeting, that sort of thing.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, I'm always looking to discover new new creators in that way. Um, My creator of the day is also going to be my resource of the day, or two parts of it, uh, is Sherry Walling. Cheating. <laughs> it's not It's not cheating, it's uh, efficiency. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Shirley, there there are no rules here on this podcast. <laughs> you should know that by now. So Sherry Walling, I got to know her from the community at MicroConf. Uh, her husband, Rob, founded Drip um, that we competed with at ConvertKit, but now Sherry and I have become good friends speaking at a lot of the same conferences over the years. And uh, she is a psychologist, author, speaker, and she talks about psychology from the perspective of entrepreneurship and talks about like the roller coaster that we're on and bringing that in, basically bringing counseling and coaching into, uh, and I'd say emotional intelligence into the world of entrepreneurship. And so, uh, she is a fantastic creator. She's got a podcast. Um, she has a book. This is the resource. The book is titled The Entrepreneur's Guide to Keeping Your Shit Together. and uh, It's really good. So see, Charlie, we now each have one swear word for the
1: perfect Perfect. <laughs> the the episode. telly is complete. <laughs> That's right.
0: <laughs> anyway, so sherrywalling.com. She's also great to follow uh, on Twitter as well. And if you ever have the chance to see her speak, she gives a really solid talk there. Awesome. All right. Um, well, I gave my resource. So what is your super valuable highly educational, <laughs> uh, business changing resource of the day.
1: <laughs> well, okay. So when Nathan told me that we did this resource of the day thing, I went back and looked at a previous episode to see like what types of stuff they talk about. And this was episode, I think it was 31 and Nathan recommended a shower head extension. So I was like, all right, anything goes here. So my resource of the day is Animal Crossing. This is a game on the Nintendo Switch, and I've been playing it literally every day since it came out. And I just feel like it's, it's like, kept me sane through this quarantine. It's so calming and beautiful, and it's just, it's a joy. So, yeah, I'm going to bring up Animal Crossing everywhere. I just saw Teddy in the chat say, it's coming up. Yep, it's coming up.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Love it. So, uh yeah, check out Animal Crossing. I have not. I don't have a Switch, so I haven't.
1: Well, you got to get that first. Yeah, that's the step best.
0: one. <laughs> step one, become quarantined. Step two, get a Switch. Step three, spend all your time playing Animal Crossing to recover from the fact that you're quarantined.
1: Yep, that's my life lately. <laughs> See, it's a flywheel. See how? Yeah, yeah. Done. We, we talked about systems, Lesson, all of that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Uh, well, Charlie, do you want to uh, conclude us with the thought of the day, or do you want me to?
1: Well, you can. Do you have one?
0: Not in particular.
1: I, but okay. I'm good well, at
0: making stuff up on the fly. Okay.
1: Well, I was just going to reiterate my point about community and uh, just want to call out that if you're a creator out there who is struggling with hate comments or unwanted attention and I don't know, maybe you're feeling like I did at the start, a little guilty about not like about feeling creeped out from this unwanted attention, like just know you're valid. And uh, if you ever want to like chat, to me about it, if you want to rant about it, you can follow me on Twitter at Charlie Prangley, and I'm always here to listen to you and like validate those feelings that you're feeling.
0: Yes, I like it. Um, Okay, where should people follow you around the web? You have a podcast, you have a YouTube channel. Plug those really quick.
1: All of the things. Okay, well CharlieMarie.com is my website and you can find links to all of the stuff on there. My podcast is called Design Life. It's very like nerdy design details. So, you know, if you're a designer, you might enjoy it. And then my YouTube channel is Charlie Marie TV.
0: Perfect. All right. Well, thanks for listening today. And, uh, you know, as you browse the web through the rest of the day, go leave some positive comments, help out a few creators, encourage them. And then, uh, if you feel like it, go educate some negative, uh, comments or some creepily positive comments, uh, <laughs> on behalf of the creator who received them. So that's it for today. And we'll be back tomorrow with Q and a Friday with, uh, the very jingle, jingle jingle enthusiast. Jingle enthusiast jingle enthusiast <laughs> barrett brooks all right see ya <laughs> thanks for listening to the future belongs to creators we're the makers of convert kit where we're on a mission to help creators earn a living by building software that helps you build an audience of loyal fans convert is the best way to launch or grow your next creative project To start building your audience with a landing page and to send emails up to 500 subscribers for free, go to landingpage.new. That's landingpage.new to get started with the free ConvertKit account today. We'll see you next time.